I'm Samantha Sharris, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Thursday, July 6th. Here are today's headlines. Our colleague Fred Lucas is reporting that a personal aide to Donald Trump in the White House and after his presidency pleaded not guilty Thursday in a federal court in Miami in a delayed development in Trump's classified documents case. A lawyer for Walt Nada, Trump's personal aide, told a judge that his client takes very seriously the charges. The same day, Trump said special counsel Jack Smith, who was running the investigation, looks like a crackhead. Nada is charged with six counts, including conspiracy to obstruct justice and making false statements. After Trump's departure from the White House in January 2021, following his re-election defeat, Nada went to work for the 45th president at his Florida estate. As we've reported on the show previously, special counsel Jack Smith made public a 37-count indictment against Trump last month. Prosecutors allege 31 counts of willful retention of national defense information in violation of the Espionage Act, one count of conspiracy to obstruct justice, one count of withholding a document or record, one count of corruptly concealing a document, one count of concealing a document in a federal investigation, one count of a scheme to conceal, and one count of false statements and representations. In other Trump-related news, the former president and 2024 presidential candidate raised over $35 million in the second quarter. Politico reports that Trump's fundraising committee, which is split between his official campaign and his PAC, Save America, raised $18.8 million in the first quarter. A Trump campaign official told the New York Post on Wednesday that with an average donation to his 2024 campaign of $34, it's evident that grassroots Republicans overwhelmingly stand with President Trump. The fundraising period began in April and ran through June, a time during which, as CNBC points out, Trump pleaded not guilty in two different criminal cases. Similarly, Fox News is reporting that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, raised $20 million in the first six weeks of his presidential campaign. The super PAC that is supporting DeSantis, known as Never Back Down, told Fox News that they've raised $130 million since the committee's launch back in March. July 15th is the deadline for candidates to submit their filings to the Federal Election Commission. Eric Holder, who served as former President Barack Obama's attorney general, weighed in on a federal judge's decision to issue a historic order temporarily blocking the federal government from pressuring tech companies to stifle speech. Holder tweeted on Wednesday, well, this is pretty stupid and potentially dangerous. As we reported on yesterday's show, Judge Terry Dowdy of the U.S. District Court of the Western District of Louisiana compared the Biden administration's relationship with big tech companies to an Orwellian Ministry of Truth. The judge made the comments in a ruling on a case dealing with the Biden administration pressuring big tech companies to censor speech on social media platforms during and after the COVID-19 pandemic. Those suing the Biden administration argue that the administration suppressed conservative-leaning free speech on the Hunter Biden laptop story ahead of the 2020 presidential election and suppressed information on COVID-19, including its origin, 
masks, lockdowns, and vaccines. In addition to Holder's comments, some experts are reacting to the judge's decision. The Hill reports that Alice Marwick, who is a researcher at UNC Chapel Hill, said this ruling is part of a political ploy to change the meaning of disinformation from information that's incorrect and harmful to a sort of political slur. The idea that labeling something disinformation is tantamount to censorship. Meanwhile, Daryl West, who is a senior fellow at the Brookings Institute, said if we end up with basically no meaningful content moderation, then it is going to be a wild west of disinformation. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is advising trans and non-binary people on how to chest feed their infants. The CDC's website asks the question, can transgender parents who have had breast surgery breastfeed or chest feed their infants? The response reads, yes, some transgender parents who have had breast or top surgery may wish to breastfeed or chest feed, a term used by some transgender and non-binary parents, their infants, and that healthcare providers working with these families should be familiar with medical, emotional, and social aspects of gender transitions to provide optimal family-centered care, and meet the nutritional needs of the infant. The website also notes that these families may need help with the following, maximizing milk production, supplementing with pasteurized donor human milk or formula, medication to induce lactation or avoiding medications that inhibit lactation, suppressing lactation for those choosing not to breastfeed or chest feed, and finding appropriate lactation management support, peer support, and or emotional support. Illinois Republican Representative Mary Miller tweeted about the CDC's actions, saying, Biden's CDC is using your tax dollars to say that men can breastfeed babies. That is not health guidance. It is radical political propaganda detached from reality. I will oppose funding this radical ideology at Biden's CDC. House Republicans must stop this. Kansas Republican Senator Roger Marshall also weighed in, tweeting, As a physician who has delivered over 5,000 babies and encouraged every mom to breastfeed, it is evident the CDC has placed politics and its social agenda ahead of science and the health of newborns. And with that, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. I will be sitting down with Victoria Coates of the Heritage Foundation to discuss the State Department's report on Afghanistan nearly two years after the U.S. left, and much more. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read and appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound design by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.